TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. To reach the fielder's choice, his first time up, a drive to center. Buxton going back, still going back. He's at the wall, leaps, and makes the catch! Byron Buxton with a great catch right before crashing into the wall. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. It is the Score North Twins show. I'm Rami Makloff along with Judd Zulgad, Manny Hill on the other Didn't side I just see you guys? of the glass. This feels like deja vu all over again. It's been forever. It has. It's yeah. been a while. Been a whopping like seven minutes. Seven. Okay, that's what I thought. Thank you. That was part of a <laughs> I'm not completely cracking six up. 6-4 victory for the Twins oh, yeah. yesterday and part of a two-game sweep because they couldn't play a three-game series because they don't have a roof on their stadium. Oh, and here we go. Doubleheader May 11th. You know what? God Bless America. Baseball, the way it's meant to be played, with a couple double dips mixed Watch, in. Watch, it'll be 35 what? on May 11th. Can I ask you guys a very simple question, though? Sure. Mm-hmm. It's a schedule question, and and on Unchained, which is going to air at 6 o'clock our time with Patrick, he ranted about this, but I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to play, to your point, Rami, if you're going to play home games in an outdoor stadium in Minneapolis, Minnesota in April. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just stack up um, Cleveland, Detroit, and KC? Toronto is in tonight for, for the start of a four-game series. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to rain, and this is not shocking. It's not supposed to snow. Okay, it's supposed to rain on Wednesday and Thursday. So there's a yep. good chance that you're going to have problems playing all huh. four games. So <laughs> no, no, but there's not a there's not a roof. So let's accept that. <laughs> but why do you have an American League East team that's going to make one trip in here and not let's say? Kansas City. If, right. if it's Kansas City, they we'll come. have plenty of chances yes. to make it up. Like, who are these people that do that do the schedule, and why are they so stupid? Well, I don't, I don't know. Full, full disclosure, gentlemen, I will. Uh, are you a schedule maker? Well, I I'm not. I, I'd be much better at it, I think, if I was. But um, my birthday is on Thursday, and uh, this Thursday. Yeah, and really? uh, I will be. Uh, I'll be off that day mm-hmm. and and Friday as well. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I was hoping to. Um, Attend the ball game on Thursday. Well, get on out there, Manny. You're Mr. Well, I'm fine yeah. without a roof. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Can we get forecast, you a suite? The, the, the forecast, Can we do a suite? The forecast called for a uh, high of 45 and a 100% chance of precipitation on Ooh. Thursday. So, uh, Well, happy birthday, Manny. Happy yeah, birthday, was, Manny. Yeah, happy birthday indeed. But you know what? Having a birthday in mid-April is something that I've had for almost 35 years now. And it's, this is kind of par for the course. So you're saying, on April 18th. So you're saying year. you know that this weather is April Minnesota weather, right? Listen, I came back from a cruise <laughs> last year on my birthday. I flew back from Miami on my birthday, and there was snow on the ground oh, in my driveway. That storm a year ago was way worse th- than what hit us last week. Mm-hmm. The storm that we got last week was a springtime snowstorm. It's a pain in the butt. <laughs> the sto- No, the storm... Rami, the storm that we got a year ago, April, was a winter snowstorm. It was a January-like snowstorm. I missed that one though. I was glad I was I was on a boat well, man, when that started. I'm bitter at you so. for that. But anyway, why don't we just have Kansas City here this week, and that way, yeah. if the games are postponed, you just make them up. Now you got to bring Toronto back. Well, the other I, thing, just let me do the schedule. The other thing that and Royce talked about this with uh, with Tim Kirchin, I think, or no, or it might have been Buster. The uh, first episode of Royce on Baseball a couple weeks back about the the scheduling they put they had the Astros and the Rays play each other. I know, I know. The first series of the no, season, two dome teams <laughs> playing each other. Yeah. 
They're idiots. That doesn't make any sense at all. No. They're idiots. It's just... You know All right, we, we, we've got that venting out, out of but anyway, our chest now. But anyway, Toronto right? being yeah, in so. town starting tonight is a dumb, stupid, pathetically inept idea. It doesn't make sense. Just like building that stadium no, without I just putting a roof on it. So it like four different ways. one thing that, that... But I insulted more people. I find encouraging, Judd. I find encouraging... Yes, Rami. ...was... Now, before you get to the main point of, of the video that you put out on Twitter yesterday and the discussion that we're going to have, I think the bigger overriding point quality of it was well no i don't know what you're doing and danny cunningham is going to get to the bottom of just what the hell was going on with your camera phone at 320 as he fills in that was after no beers for matthew collar on score north live but you said you wanted craig kimbrell in that video and we're going to get into that discussion in a second yes but i think the bigger overriding point is that you're a believer now that you're buying into what Phil Mackey and I were saying when yes. the season was starting, which is that this division is wide open for the Minnesota Twins to take, and you are starting to buy into that very same theory. Are you not, Judd Zelgad? Not starting to. I'm in. And, and it's it's more of a credit to you than Phil, because I think you were the first well, one you. on the state. No, I'm serious. I know, I'm just kidding. I think you were the first one on the station to say, look, Cleveland's just not that good. And I thought to myself, yeah, but that pitching's good. Well, now Clevenger's out. Um, um, Carrasco doesn't look like himself. Carrasco doesn't look like himself. Kluber just got hit. That, that's who I was trying to think of. Kluber just got hit hard. So your point is exactly right. And so here, oh, here's how I got to the point that I'm at now. Okay, there was a youngster at Twins Fest, a wee guy that asked during a, a wee little fella uh-huh. asked Thad Levine at Twins Fest during the Q and A. Have you guys, or he probably said this, have you guys shown any interest in Harper and Machado, Mr. Levine? He didn't say it was Derek Wetmore. And Thad Levine. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was mean. I'm sorry. That was uncalled for. Wetmore is not on the show today because he has other other obligations and you ripped him. (laughs) My fault. Just just because he's a little skinny guy doesn't mean he sounds like this. I was trying to do the voice of a child. Wonderment, right? Because this clearly wore Thad Levine down when he said, Mr. Levine, I'm just wondering about a couple players, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. Anyway. So Thad Levine, instead of being like, oh, yeah, of course we considered him and we didn't sign him, went into a long explanation. But within this lengthy, actually very interesting answer, Rami, mm-hmm. he talked about windows being open mm-hmm. and doing and, and going and approaching the president of the ball club, Dave St. Peter, and uh, owner Jim Polad about signing guys when windows are open. And his point at that time was, our window's going to open here, and it might be opening, but it's not there yet. Well, guess what? I've watched enough American League Central Baseball in 2019 to say this. It's open. And the White Sox, who I don't think are a terrible team, I do believe are a year away from being pretty damn good. So a year from now, I think Cleveland will have slid back. The White Sox will have gone up, and the Twins will still be good. but. For 2019, Rami, Mm -hmm. the window's open. The window's wide open. And you have a bullpen that has a couple of nice components but has many deficiencies. And you have a guy who is sitting on the open market right now who would 1,000% help you. I'm not saying that you could pitch him tomorrow night because you couldn't. He, He would have to 
probably go down to Florida and get in some work. But here's the other factor, and this is the most important one. Craig Kimbrell, sometime in March, was asking for five years, $100 million. Okay? I'm not paying that. No. I'm, there's God, just no, no way. Mm-mm. Ken Rosenthal, the athletic, very good, right? Very plugged in? Yes. Reported this. Maybe the best. Okay. He reported this weekend via Twitter, Kimbrell continues to seek a deal he believes to be fair and in the range of two recent free agent reliever signings. Wade Davis, three years, 52 mil. Zach Britton, three years, 39 million. This now loops back to the report that came out at some point within the past three or so months, I believe, that the Twins talked to Kimbrell, or the Kimbrell camp, about three years, $45 million. That's right in between there. If you can do that, my advice is do it today. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even, I don't even hesitate. And as, as, as good as I felt about this Twins team when this season started, Judd, and I was one of the more optimistic ones along with, with Phil, like you said, I'm even more, I'm feeling even better about this team now than, than I was when the season started. Because while I was confident when the year started, I would, I would tell you flat out that a lot of the things that I thought could go well for this team very easily could have swung the other way. The difference that I saw between the Twins and the Indians was the Twins had a lot of question marks, but some of the answers to those questions, if things went right, were really good answers. The Indians had a lot of question marks, and outside of their starting pitching, they didn't have a lot of great answers to a lot of those questions, especially offensively. I mean, they they just don't ha- like with 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 the Twins. I was looking at guys like Buxton. I was looking at guys like Sano. I was looking at C.J. Crone. I was looking at Williams Astadio, and all guys who with high upside. But if they don't reach it, especially if multiple guys in that list I just I just named off, and there are other guys on that list, if multiple guys don't reach it, it could it could be. A very long season, but if if those guys reach that upside, it can be a really really good season. I didn't see that with the Twins, and now that some of these guys are starting to deliver on the upside, and we're starting to see the effects that that the 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 higher level of analytics and and biomechanics that they're implementing with their pitching staff, we're seeing the results of that, and I'm seeing we're seeing that guys are buying in. We're seeing that this coaching staff has a better method and system of taking that information and filtering it and getting it to these players in a way that's digestible and usable. Now that I'm seeing this stuff in action, I'm feeling a lot better about this Twins team than I even did when the season started because a lot of those questions, we're seeing the good answers to them, Manny. And the other thing, too, is when you look at the way this bullpen is constructed right now, you've got how many arms in that bullpen do you really trust right now? You got you trust Taylor Rogers. Yep. Probably trust Trevor May. Maybe at least so far he's been. I think he, yeah, yeah. I don't. I the, the two guys that, that I have faith in right now, absolutely. Rogers, Hildenberger. Mm-hmm. May might go in a bin where I have some faith, but I'm not quite positive yet. Right. Blake but Parker, that's... no. And and I also think. I understand that that you don't have to have a classic closer close games now, but Blake Parker just scares me. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a that's not a well. I think it's going to be okay. That's this constant tightrope. If you are going to be as good as these guys could potentially be, I want off that tightrope. And you don't want to get yourself into a situation like and and I understand it was a different manager, different coaching staff last year, but last year, look what 
happened to um, Addison Reed. They used him so much early in the season to the point where they got halfway through the season and he was he was cooked. His arm was just cooked because he was really the only guy at the early part of the season that they could really rely on. You don't want to face you don't want to get in that same situation with a Taylor Rogers or, you know, or somebody else in that bullpen where you get halfway through the season and they're just they're cooked because you've those are the only guys that you can trust and rely on. And so if you add another guy like Kimbrell, that just gives you more depth. Just one extra arm that you, in theory, could rely on late in the season where the, the other two guys that you can really rely on, they're not going to be worn out by by August. Yep. And, and that game on Sunday should have been an easy win. Mm-hmm. The Tigers stink. <laughs> they're just not good. But... That game was not because why the bullpen started to implode. Then, then you, you had to bring in guys to, to get out. And if I'm not mistaken, you closed the eighth and the ninth both times with the bases loaded. That's a problem. So I just you don't need to make your life more difficult. And and in this division, guys, you've got what 19 games against the Royals, 19 mm-hmm. against the White Sox, 19 against Cleveland and 19 against Detroit, a lot of which as as you've talked about before, Rami, you should be able to win. But what you don't need is this tightrope of okay, we're in great shape and we got a great burial start and now we're going to go to the bullpen. So, I just I've seen enough by now to say Kimbrel's still out there. It's not going to break the bank to sign him. It's going to take some time to, to get him up to speed. Why not put the wheels in motion right now? I might be getting carried away. Tell me if you guys think I'm getting carried away. Hot take police could possibly. Yeah, get the hot take get police. Involved. Get the hot take Can we police. Get right? the hot take police at least ready. They're off to the side of, yeah, of the road. Just they're sitting there. Right they're now. sitting there with the radar. Yeah. And you, you tell me if if I'm going. They've too got fast. a donut and coffee, right? So they're not really engaged yet. But go ahead. You let me if I know if I'm going too fast, officer. All right. All right. If they sign Craig Kimbrell and add that to Ryan Harper and Hildenberger and Rogers and Parker and May, I think they just closed the door on the division. I think I think the Craig Kimbrell signing, even if they would were to do it now in April. Barring any major injuries, they're closing the door on the AL Central with that signing. He's going. <laughs> are, are you pulling him over? Are you pulling him over? I think I might be pulling him over. <laughs> really? Hot take cops is really? reported on location. Oh, wow. Both men and women of wow. sports talk. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in hot take court. Is that that hot of a take? Well, how much? I don't. I, here's the thing. I don't know if. And I know the Indians are in a kind of a pickle right now with the injuries, and they lost Clevenger for you know five God, weeks. God, I think yeah, I God knows how long. Weeks. It's going to be more than that. It, I just don't. It's five, five or six weeks, I think, before he picks up a baseball. I, I I don't. I think with the Indians because they have so much other like depth on the, in their pitching rotation, and Clevenger losing Clevenger that hurts like that. That's a big blow to them. But they've got they've got other guys too. And there's just something I think I think the Twins have a much better chance of winning this division than I thought maybe two weeks ago. But I still think the Indians are going to be hanging around. Here's where I wonder, though, because the the weird thing is Cleveland made made such a zero commitment to trying to win by making obvious moves that they could have made Mm -hmm. uh, during the winter. 
I really think that if things start to go even slightly wrong, Bauer or um, Kluber. Kluber, Kluber are gone. So, moved. yeah. So I think you're going 70 in, in a 65. I watch you go by. I'm slightly <laughs> bothered by your speed. But, but I'm you're enjoying you, that donut a little too much. I'm, I'm going to let you go because... <laughs> I'm not interrupting this donut for five miles if, over. If they If the Twins... Here's where I think people have a great Twins fans. If they don't make a move to to shore up this bullpen that they can right now, it's sort of like they're saying, "Well, uh, the window." And I'm I'm here to tell you with what we've seen, the window is open. Like this is not. I thought the window on opening day 2019. I thought the window was ajar. So it's not like the Twins were going to be bad. But I was like, "Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see." But after watching this division, after watching the Twins hit, and realizing, because I think you are going to have fans that, that say, well, then go sign Keuchel, too, and starting pitching, starting pitching. But bullpen construction now is so important, and, and a starter's role has changed so much. I think if the Twins sit there with the window where it is right now and are like, ah, Kimbrell, nah, forget about it, I think you're passing up a legitimate opportunity to make what I would consider to be a really smart move. I'll give you this, Rami. I pulled you over. Mm-hmm. You're going to let me off with a warning? I'll let you off with a warning. Thank you, officer. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe you sped up and pulled him over. I, mean, I, I was enjoying a Dunkin' Donut. Good cup of coffee. I like that you guys are like good cop, bad cop. Like you're, you're both sitting <laughs> in that on, cop kid. car. Come on, kid. It's what, okay. One of you is like, come on, don't pull him over. My just, partner. Just enjoy my, this donut. My partner's tough, man. But <laughs> come on, kid. Just tell me what you did. I don't know. Okay, as far as surface stats go, like without digging too deep and being too nerdy and analytical, a, a real tell for me about what kind of baseball team you are is run differential, and it's not even close right now in the Huge. AL Central, guys. Huge. The Twins are a plus 12. The White Sox are minus 25. Yep. The Tigers are a minus 9. The Royals are yeah. minus 9. The Indians are minus 3. And with the combination of those teams' pitching staffs and lineups, I just don't see that changing very much. I really don't. Well, the Tigers is the biggest enigma to me is how they got off to the start that they it have, and they're like doesn't matter. they're like yeah, batting it, under two hundred. It as doesn't a team matter. Right now. It's like it's just ridiculous. That it makes no sense. That starting nine that they put out there Oof. yesterday. Now, now I I know that they've got guys hurt and they've got changes that have had to be made by Guardy. So I get that, but I honestly looked at that lineup card that the Tigers put out there on Sunday and I think I knew about three or four guys. Oof, I feel like f- there were several names where I had no clue who they I were. feel for Guardy because that team is a long ways away, man. Oh, they're going to be awful. Like, they're, they're a long ways away. They're going to be... Once this once this nice start goes away, mm-hmm. which it will very soon, they're going to be just terrible. This is... what What's weird here, too, is there are some times where, where you understand what a team like the Twins are doing because you look at where they're going, and you say, okay, this is building up to be a nice potential run for like five years, right? But there's also years where you say, hold on a second here. Things are starting to gel, right? And you have with within the window to be good for five or six years consecutively, you also have this opportunity to pounce. That's where I'm right now. I see an, an opportunity to pounce because this division is going to shift and things are going to change and Cleveland's going to make trades, I think, in July that, that eventually are going to help them. And I think the White Sox are a year away from being a pretty damn tough team, right? And Detroit is 
a ways away, but they're going to make moves as well. The Royals, perhaps. This is an opportunity now where if you're the Twins, you're, you're saying, okay, let's get good for the long term, but let's not pass up an opportunity to potentially take a division that no one else really wants. And the, and the idea, too, that if if the Indians are going to hang around, like I, I think they will, I think they will kind of hang around in this division, going and getting Kimbrel could be the difference between you yeah, that's winning, that, yeah. winning that division by two games or losing it by a game. It very well could be. Mm-hmm. We shall see. We shall see if this can hold up. And three weeks into the season now, and we have what we may be able to call trends or patterns with certain players, certain facets of this baseball team. I want to see what Manny and Judd and you at 651-646-8255 are buying and selling when it comes to your 2019 Minnesota Twins. You're listening to the Score North Twins show on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. How to become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Minnesota Twins! Twins coverage on Score North and scorenorth.com. The Score North mobile app. Receive mobile alerts when Minnesota sports news is breaking. You can listen live and on demand with the Score North mobile app. Available in the Apple and Google Play stores. They drive the ball, use the whole field. Trail to left. This ball scalded. It's gone. C.J. Crone with a bullet to left field. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North Twins show on the all-new Score North on 1500 scorenorthcom Part of an ever-growing lineup of Twins programming here on Score North. You'll catch this program Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this week. That's also, right. that special Tuesday edition. Royce on baseball always go up goes up on Tuesday. Yep. You have the Glenn Perkins show goes up every Thursday. It airs here on fifteen hundred at one o'clock. Then again with six, Glenn Perkins with Phil Mackey, and then five thoughts every Friday with myself, Derek Wetmore, and Manny. We have so much twins talk. That's for off you. the top of your head. Too. That's, That's just impressive, off the top Rami. of my head. Well done. You can find it all at Score North Twins wherever you download podcasts. Just search Score North Twins. Or go get the app. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us some comments. You're young. We're on Spotify. You can say Alexa, open Score North, and find all our programming there. If you like twins, if you like twins talk, we're, we're the place where you're going to get it. And an abundance of it. I want to play a little game with you guys right now. I don't think we have any imaging or production that, that will go along with this. Let's just do it old Manny school Manny can stuff. voice it. Okay. Manny, we're going to play uh, buy or sell. Buy or sell buy. on the Score North Twin Show. Buy or sell. I want to. I want to talk about some uh, some individual players and what they've done this year, both good and bad, mm-hmm. and then some big picture stuff and some team stats, and see if you're buying or selling that what we're seeing is real. And I'll just I'll just go down the list as I look at Twins.com and check out some of the more impressive and not so impressive statistics. I'll start with my guy La Tortuga, Williams Estadio, in seven games, twenty three at bats. He's batting three forty eight, a three forty five three eighty five on base percentage, slugging six oh nine with a nine ninety three OPS. He's got one home run. He's got four RBI. He's got a he's three, got a sandwich now. Three doubles. He's got a sandwich for La Tortuga Day Which you're coming up eat? on April twenty sixth. I'm going to eat it and then recreate it for yes. Rami's recipes. Can't wait till you bring that in for us. Are we buying that Williams Astadio La Tortuga is every bit as he's looked through the first twelve games of the season? Um. Okay. Those stats. 
No, I'm not, but I'm buying him as a player. Okay. But I, those stats are incredible. All right. And those stats are not going to keep up. So I'm not buying the statistical uh, small sample size, as you stat geeks like to say. Mm-hmm. But I am 100% buying that he is a that he is a player who's going to be on the roster throughout the entire 2019 season and also contribute. So yes, ultimately I am buying La Tortuga. I think he becomes an everyday player before the season is up. Do you agree with me? I don't know that he'll get a everyday position, but somehow, some way in this game now, yeah, he could. Okay, but because you can play now, now once. Sano comes back. If he's successful, Marwin Gonzalez is going to have to play at different positions. So I think it might be a challenge to find an everyday job for Astadio. But I I am buying that he's going to be an important contributor throughout the course of this season to this Twins team. Manny, are you buying Williams Astadio? Yes, because he is doing exactly what he has been doing going back to his minor league days and even last year and now what we're seeing early this year. This is... This is exactly what Williams Astadio has been. He's going to come up. He's going to put the ball in play. He's not going to walk a lot. He's not going to strike out a lot. And he's going to hit well. And you can put him just about anywhere. And he's going to not be a complete dumpster fire in the field. So, All right. yeah, I'm totally buying it. I'm going to go ahead. You got oh, something and there, and I, I was going to say, most importantly, I am buying a sandwich. I'm definitely buying. I'm it. going to buy that sandwich. Look good. And and did, so good. did you all see out there that La Tortuga said he especially enjoys the sandwich with ketchup? Yeah, that's. Oh, you you just love that, don't you, Judge? Williams and I. It looks are like such kindred. a good sandwich. Why would you put ketchup? Because on ketchup it? enhances. No, it doesn't. <sighs> No, it doesn't. You know what? You too. I'm done with you. Ketchup enhances two things. Burgers and fries. That's it. That sandwich dipped in ketchup looks delicious. No, you don't. No. Just put ketchup on anything, won't you, Judd? Yeah. I'm looking for the sandwich right now just to tell you how wrong you are. Wait, wait, but you're you're telling La Tortuga he's wrong and it's his sandwich. How can you tell him that? Because it's just You're a non-believer. I want to taste the sandwich, but I don't want ketchup on it. We should get the sandwich doesn't have ketchup on it. I would like to appear on the show to talk about how ketchup improves the taste of things <laughs> so that he could shut everybody up because I clearly can't. <laughs> I got to find the sandwich. I'm scrolling through the Twins Twitter right he now. He did tweet, to though. Find he it. did tweet or said, he said to somebody, I like to dip it in ketchup. I know. I saw that. They they quote, the Twins quote okay. tweeted it and well, put it out there. I understand that. You're but, a non-believer. But the chef who makes it at Target Field, does not put ketchup on. Oh, I don't. You know that what? The, chef, that's fine. To the chef, a burger and a hot dog. Those are the only two. You things know what? That you don't put it on the hot dog, Manny. Now we're yeah. gonna, no, yeah, come now on. We're, now we're gonna fight. That's yeah, just un-American. I put it on the hot dog. You know what? I tell the chef, it. make the sandwich, and I'll do what I Here want. Here it with is. It. I just found the sandwich. As we interrupt by yourself for this important message, it's a hot sandwich close to La Tortuga's heart, as they put it at Minnesota Twins. Uh, featuring Tolera bread. Have you guys ever had Tolera bread? I'm sure I have. Oh, I don't recognize the it's name. It's nice and crusty on the outside, mm. soft on the inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ham, cheese, lettuce, a bechamel sauce, red onion, and Dijonese. And then they add, he also likes to add ketchup. That thing does not need ketchup. <laughs> the sandwich is named after him. You can't sit here and tell me it doesn't need ketchup when the guy who's the, basically it's his sandwich. La Tortuga loves the sandwich and he likes ketchup on it. All right. Let's move it along. I'm gonna lump, I'm buying the ketchups. I'm yeah. I'm gonna lump four guys into one category, and you can give me an individual answer for each so one as to whether or not you're buying. Okay. So okay. These are all guys who we hoped would take quote unquote the next step, and so far this season, it looks like they are. Buxton, Rosario, Kepler, and Polanco. Are you buying that those four guys 
are taking the next step in their development? Judd? Uh, not all. I, well, I can't buy all four. Okay. Buxton, That's what I said. You can give me okay. an individual answer for each one. Buxton, there's no question is. And, and his approach at the plate, he's a different player. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love this now. Rosario, I... I like as a player a lot. Is he taking another step from 2018? Is that the question you're asking? Yes. I don't know yet. I can't tell. I, I certainly have not seen enough in the opening weeks of 2019 to say definitively yes there. Kepler? Yes. Got off to a, a rough start in that opening series here. They went to Kansas City, started to hit. I, I think since that uh, second series of the season when they went to Kansas City, he has a hit in every game so far. Leadoff guy, he's not the traditional type of guy, but he has um, he has certainly served the role that they want. So my answer on Kepler is yes. And then who was the last one? Polanco. Polanco. I don't... Kn- yes. Yeah, you know what? Three, he's done three. He's done enough. Yes. So... so I now I do believe that long term he's a second baseman, not a shortstop. But so on three of the four, I and withholding on Rosario, who by the way was was good in 2018 or uh, very good at times. Yeah, just missed the All Star game. I, so will, I don't know how much of a next. Yeah, step I don't know if there's a next step. But him. on but on three of those four, I will give you a next step. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much echo that. I think with Eddie Rosario, Eddie Rosario is a good player. I just don't know if there is much more room for growth with him. I mean, he's. I think he's just a really, really good player. Going to hit some home runs for you. Might drive you a little bit crazy in the outfield once in a while. He might do on the a bases. few things. Yeah, and on the base pads yeah. too. But um, I just don't know if he'll be much better than what he is right now, which is totally fine because he's a good player. So, yeah. Okay, so you're both buying three of the four mm-hmm. that are taking the next step. The same three guys, yep. If that holds... If all if th- even just three of the four guys takes the next step, yep. Again, going back to what I said in the first segment of this show, yep. Twins might end up running away with this division. It might not be now much of a race. Now you're going seventy. I'm telling you, speeding right by me. I'm telling you. No, you might be right. If if three, yeah, of, you know, it's very, no, you're right. And if even if do you a, agree with, with yeah, that, three of the four, absolutely. I mean, Polanco looks amazing. And Rosario's so not far a bust. No, Rosario's batting two eighty three. Yes. Like I said, I don't know how much of an if there is a next step with him, it's a small one. You're looking mm-hmm. for him to be good enough that they can't deny him the All Star game sure. this year. You know what I mean? Sure, that's that fair. that's what you're looking for from Rosario. But if those other three guys, and then Sano does whatever Sano does, let's not even get into that right now because he's still. It appears a ways away from getting back on a baseball Month away, field. right? Yeah, that's what they're saying. From playing for they've, the Twins, they've uh, pulled back on the May first yeah. date. Um, if if three of those four guys and Rosario just does what he did did last year, yep. I mean, you've taken a major step as an organization, and then you added Jonathan Scope and Nelson Cruz and CJ Crone to that core of guys who you're hoping to develop and take steps in their development. I mean, this is exactly what. Levine and Falvey were looking for when when they put this squad together. Now it's only twelve games, but what we've seen through twelve games for the young core of this team to seem to be moving forward and improving, and then adding the the veteran free agents around them that you did. Yeah, this is this is the blueprint of what Falvey and Levine had in mind if everything went right. It doesn't seem fluky to me. No, like it's twelve games, but I don't watch it and think, oh, they that's not that's not going to last, right? Buxton looks like a different player, but it doesn't seem like, well, he's going to fail because of. 
The only thing that concerns me, and we saw it again on Sunday with Byron, is the very simple fact that he tries to beat up fences. <laughs> because he makes those incredible catches and then gets up and holds his back, and I think, okay, is this going to be 10 days? But at the plate, there's nothing I've seen so far where I say to myself, eh, that's not going to last. So Okay. Well, don't get ahead of yourself because we're still not done with buy or sell, Judd. We're just getting started. I have pictures to talk about. There's more buy or sell? I have big picture team numbers to talk about. Oh, yeah. Stat geeky or are we not, talking not, about? Not too stat geeky. Not too stat geeky. So not like F4 and things like that? No, I'm not going to get into that. Not today. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll stay away from that today. Okay. So everybody keep your radios on. It's the Score North Twins show on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com. We'll see what we're buying, what we're selling when it comes to this Twins team when we return right after this. Score North, Minnesota sports, anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. Marios was so good his last time out. Went to his breaking ball quite often. He had a good feel for it. Absolutely got it. And that's that two-seamer you were talking about because it looked like he was ready to swing at it. The ball just darted under his under his belt. Got him. No, it wasn't a one-two-three inning, but a very impressive one nonetheless for Barrios. And Barrios. Weak contact like he had there. And one upstairs with a fastball to strike him out. One down. And Barrios puts him away quickly on three pitches. Ooh, right on the outside corner with a fastball. Got it. Check swing and he went. Another good inning for Barrios. And another good outing for Barrios on Fox Sports North. This is Score North Twins on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. I'm Rami Makloff alongside Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And that was the second time where it looked like Judd, to start the day, Barrios maybe didn't have his best stuff. He wasn't feeling in his rhythm and in his groove and still another great outing for Jose Barrios. And we're playing by yourself. We might as well. Pick it up right there. Are you buying very similarly to what I asked you before the break about those four offensive players mm-hmm. that Jose Barrios has taken the next step? A set point seven three, or excuse me, a two point three ERA, point seven three WHIP so far in his three starts. If you care about record, a two and one record in uh, twenty seven innings pitched and just seven earned runs. One thousand percent, I am buying that. Yes, and and you know he came up a few years back. And got hit a bit. Still had great stuff, but he you you could tell that if something went, went wrong, he was basically lost at that point. Right. And then he improved on on that, and obviously by last year became an all star. But you still said okay, he, he can improve on on that, and he has. So I am completely on board with with the fact now that he is not just becoming, or he he is not just the Twins ace. He is becoming an ace in baseball, and they are hard to find. And his value is off the charts, and so I am buying all in on Jose Barrios. You know, I didn't know when I moved here that his nickname was La Machina, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the machine. And it's it's funny because the first thing I thought when I watched this guy pitch on opening day because his delivery is so consistent and always the same on every pitch, I was like, this dude is a machine. And then, <laughs> then I found out that that was actually his nickname. I mean, he really... 
And I don't know if that was always the case. He seems to really have found a rhythm yeah. and a groove in his delivery, in, in his approach out there on the mound. And he works his ass off, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy just looks unshakable out there, and, and I'm 100% buying. Is he going to have a, a .73 whip his whole the whole season and a 2.3 ERA? Probably not, but I think this is a guy who very well could be in the Cy Young conversation when all is said and done, Manny. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% in agreement, and I felt this way even before this season started. Even going into spring training, I felt like this guy was ready to take that next step and be a legit, bona fide, frontline American League starting pitcher. And he has looked every bit the part so far in his first first few starts, and I don't see any sign of this tailing off now he's gonna have a start or two this this season where he's not as good and, sure you know because they all do the best do but i think overall we're gonna look back at this season and it's gonna be one that we're definitely gonna remember this kid is this kid's ready to go michael really pineda buy or sell with a three era and a one whip in three start in three starts and 15 innings pitched i say buy now i'm, I'm not going to buy him in the same amount of stock that i would buy barrios right because that's a huge buy right um, but you know what? He looks darn good. And and they signed him to the contract full well knowing at the time that 2018 was going to be a lost year. And I saw him in spring training, guys, and I thought, this man is absolutely huge. Can he function? He's and he, humongous. I mean, he is he he in my mind makes Sonol look not small, but not as big as he is. Um I've been impressed. So I am I am buying Probably not in huge stocks, but I think what their plan is for Pineda is working. So, yes, I am on board. I'm buying it, too, for pretty much the same reasons that that Judd has uttered already. But I'll also say that, you know, it's easy to look at his numbers playing with pitching with the Yankees. And, you know, he had an ERA that was right around about four and a half. But in that band box, Yankee Stadium, it's just it's just not fair for starting pitchers. I think. Getting a chance to pitch half his games at Target Field, I think, is going to help him a lot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buying him. I think he's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I thought Pineda, if with with the tweaks that the Twins would make through their their pitching coach, their pitching coach, and mm-hmm. the analytics and biomechanics, that he was a guy who could give you two or three rotation type of of production, and I'm and that means like an ERA between three and a half and four and a half at the very worst, and a WHIP right around what he's at right now, which is one. So I think you might see a little bit of drop-off in his production, but I'm buying what I'm seeing so yeah. far in Michael Pineda. The first negative buy or sell here, which is are you buying or selling that Odorizzi and Gibson look as bad or are as bad as their numbers look right now? Because with Odorizzi, we're looking at, uh, what is it, a 6-3, excuse me, no, a five, yeah, six three five ERA in Gibson Seven seven one. Gibson had the one good out. I moved to sever those two. Okay. Gibson, I'm buying, and and keep keep in mind too. He had that bout with what was it? Some type of food poisoning. E. coli. E. coli. Okay. Yeah. All right. That affects you. Sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, but I am. I am. I'm buying. Gibson is, and I don't think he's great, but I think he is. I think he belongs here. So I'm buying him as far as keeping him here. Odorizzi, I don't know. He had that great 
first start. And if you go back to uh, 2018, same thing. Mm-hmm. In Baltimore, opening day, he starts, and he's fantastic. And you're like, oh, there's something here. There's definitely. And same thing here in, what, game two against Cleveland on Saturday. Starts, and he's fantastic. And then he just gets hit hard. And and we've got the whole, well, it was Philadelphia. It was raining that night, and he had trouble getting grip on the ball. But I'm still concerned there. Oda Rizzi, I, I'm very close to selling on. Gibson, I'm not buying in bulk, but I definitely think he belongs here. So I I split those two apart. Gibson, I buy. Odorizzi, I sell. And it's not because I don't think that Odorizzi is a good pitcher at all. I just, I, they can't, I, I don't know if they can rely on him to give them more than four or five innings. I mean, and five is on the high end, mm-hmm. right? I mean, once... You start oh, him really on the high end. You you, you start him well, and look, he gets you get to the fifth inning and things just usually they just sort of implode on him. Find, find the stats that Phil did. Yeah, first time through lights out. Second time through he's good. He's very good. Third time through he gets lit up. And and that's the reason why. To our point we made earlier in the show in the first segment about Craig Kimbrell, because you've got a guy in your rotation that. Really, at best, is going to give you four innings. Yeah, you you need as many arms in your bullpen as possible. I've got a prediction here. All right, he will be attached to an opener very soon. He's, I wouldn't be surprised. He's a textbook. Mm-hmm. He's a textbook yeah. case. Yeah, that that the twins the twins will have an opener for Odorizzi starts within the next month. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And that then yeah. maybe works to to the point here where okay now now you're not going. Traditional first time through, second time through, third time through. So opener starts, Odorizzi comes in, gets two turns through, and then he's done. All right. I got two more for you. And I know we have about, what, five minutes left in the show, Manny? Six minutes, maybe? Yeah, we got about we got about seven minutes, okay. actually. Yeah. Um, I'll just, I'm going to lump together the bullpen arms who have been impressive. And again, you guys can split them up and take them by case by case or take them as a whole. And that's Hildenberger. Rogers and Parker Hildenberger has a zero ERA and in, in, in five and a third innings pitched in eight appearances and absolutely saved the day in that game yesterday. Oh, it was and well looked like it seven could, pitches, two outs, right? It could very well slip away from the twins. Taylor Rogers, a one, one, seven ERA in his seven games, seven and two thirds innings. Yep. And Blake Parker, a one, six, nine ERA in his seven games and five and a third innings. And uh, all three of those guys with a whip somewhere either under one or under one and a half. Uh, I'll go quickly here. Very, very simple. Buy, buy, sell. Parker scares me. Parker <laughs> scares me. And, and I don't I don't think he's useless. Trying to have him close games to me is pushing things a lot. Uh, so I go, I go, uh, Rogers definitely buy. He's good. Hildenberger used correctly. He's good as well, so definitely buy. And on Parker, on Parker, I'm selling him as he's being used now. So I think he remains. I think if he's used in a different role, I trust it more. But this role, it just it scares me. Manny, absolutely buy Taylor Rogers. Hildenberger, I'm a little bit. I'm I'm leaning by, but I'm a little bit hesitant just because he had a rough year last year. And he finished 2017 really, really well. He was one of their most reliable relievers in 2017. And this year, he's off to a nice start. Um, I, with Hildenberger, I'm just waiting to see like which which one it is. 
I tend to lean by because I think we've seen a little bit more good from him than bad. But um, and Blake Parker, I, I don't know. I, I I just I'm not I'm not I'm not ready to sell it, but I'm not ready to buy it either. I know that's kind of a cop out answer, but I'm buying all three of those guys. And again, I really believe I'd like to change Parker's role to what. Well, you know what? I'm. I'm. I'm I don't in, like him having to to close out. Games. I'm in the camp that the closer should be a thing of the past altogether. That that guy who comes in to finish games is a, should be a thing of the past. That everybody comes in. Then I'm then I'm selling him because I don't trust him. I don't trust that in that role it's going to work long term. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't need. Nobody needs to be in that role. Okay, then I'm just selling it. Okay, all right. Altogether, I'm selling it because because that person still can come into an incredibly important right. situation. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And do I trust Blake Parker? My answer to both of you is no, I don't. Seems most, like a very nice guy. Most, I like him, but the no. most important outs your bullpen could get very well could come in the sixth inning. Okay, then mm-hmm. I'm then I'm seventh inning. Then I am definitively selling Blake Parker. All right. The only thing with I'll say about Blake Parker is he's got to stop walking, guys. He's got to stop walking. Well, and you know, we get the grip, right? Like, it's too cold for the grip. Okay, dude, you're pitching. Yeah, he's just got to stop walking, guys, man. Like, just, I mean, just get out. The whip Please, is still good, though. Still a 1 3 1, even with the, no. uh, even with the five walks. You go ahead that and walk has. that plank. You go ahead and walk that no, plank. Eventually, eventually it catches up to you. Yep. All right, and this one's big picture. Right now, the Minnesota Twins rank third in baseball and batting average, seventh in on base percentage, third in slugging, fourth in weighted on base average. And fourth in weighted runs created plus. I said I wasn't going to get you. Too just went nerd. total I, nerd. I know. <laughs> you just went complete nerd. I'll on make us. it. I'll make it simple for you. Are you buying or selling that the offense is this good as a whole? I'm dipping it in ketchup first of all, oh, and oh my God. and second good of all, you just ruined it. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, I am. I'm gonna have to pull you over for that hot take. I'll buy it. <laughs> all right, go ahead. I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll buy it. Do I, I think the stats are going to remain exactly where they are right now? Probably not. But you know what? These guys can hit. There's nothing fluky about what's going on here. Again, it's not a bunch of guys who you're like, oh, my God, they're all going to regress, right? So, yes, I'm buying it. Manny? I just look at this lineup. I mean, okay, Mitch Garver, he can hit. We've yeah. always thought, yeah, he could hit. You know, as a defensive catcher, there were some question marks there, but he's improved himself. Yeah, he can hit. CJ Crone, he can hit. Hit a bomb yesterday that got out of the ballpark in about two seconds. Nelson Cruz, been yeah, phenomenal not, hitter for a decade plus. It's not fluky. Yeah, Kepler, Rosario, Gonzalez, Polanco. I mean, all these guys, we've known that they have the ability to be good hitters. So, and, and some I don't of see them, any reason why this offense won't be bad. And some of them can or slump. Will be bad. And some can slump. And guess what? Others will pick them up. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's depth. Yeah. R- Rami? To- totally buying it. Rami? I'm buying 100% in this offense. I don't, there's Especially no, that last stat. That, no that hesitation whatsoever. The weighted runs created. Yeah, plus. there's no question in my mind they're going to be great at that. <laughs> All right, and since we have uh, another minute or two left in the show, real quick, buying or selling Rocco Baldelli as the manager? Oh, I'm buying. Through three yeah. weeks. I'm yes. buying. Absolutely buying. They're I love what four. I've seen from him so far. Yeah, they're 8-4, and four, and the, if the only thing we're going to ding him for is putting Andrew Vasquez into that Mets game last week, if that's if that's all, yeah. then I think you got a pretty good manager on your hands right now. And, and to Jason Stark's point is Baldelli fits in really well now with how games are run, right? Mm-hmm. It's no longer this GM talks to me and now I'm in charge and get out of here. This is a, a combination of people making 
decisions, and some fans are going to bristle about that, but I think this works. I think Baldelli, Falvey, Levine, I think it works. The triumvirate yeah. of those three guys right there. And mm-hmm. we've even seen Baldelli show his chops in, in a couple of National League games where it demands a little bit more of the manager. Got a good bench coach probably. In terms of making calls and, Derek Shelton, and right? double yeah. switches and everything. Yeah. I love what I've seen from Rocco Baldelli so far. And I, I love not just the, the the moves on the field, the managerial and tactical moves on the field. I love the approach yeah. that he brings to that clubhouse and keeps those guys level-headed and tells them, hey, after a loss, I want to hear music in the clubhouse. I don't want you to get yes. too high with the highs or too low with the lows. It's a long, long season. And they also, they, they also this year, did a very good job of going out and getting guys like Cruz who get it. Right. Like, you don't have this, this I'm going to lead this team because I've been here the longest. Nelson Cruz comes in, corner locker guy, and he basically says, here's how it's done. Right. I love that. And sets the example. Yeah. Doesn't just say it, but he, he walks And so walk. there's no question about, well, you no, I thought I was in charge. No, you're in charge. Now we know exactly who's in charge. Like That's I it. said earlier, any Twins talk you want, score North Twins wherever you download podcast. Bonus show tomorrow. We'll also be here Wednesday. Tomorrow, Royce on baseball. Thursday, the Glenn Perkins show. Five thoughts on Friday with me and Derek. All that is available. How do you do it? By just searching score North Twins or get the app or find us on Spotify or say Alexa Open Score North. For Manny and Judd, we'll talk to you next time on the Score North Twins Show.